Well, you guys are looking good. I am also very excited. I tell you, the word of the Lord uh, for this place is just awesome. So the vision your pastor just talked about is this is it. This is the time. Come alive. Get a hold of what God is doing. As long as you do what he said and don't look outward and judge after the flesh. You judge after the spirit. Watch what God does. So that's amazing thing. So the join yourself to your pastor. Join yourself to the vision. And what did we talk about on Sunday? What's bigger than you? The kingdom. The kingdom of God. It's bigger than all of us. It's the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of John. <laughs> it's the kingdom of God. Yeah, we're part of it. So the the idea Sunday was to seek first the kingdom of God. Put that first. Put your treasures in heaven and not in the earth. So that tells you that, you know, the kingdom is very important to God. Now, Ellen came over yesterday and had read chapter 6 of Matthew and had we talked about the idea of the prayer that Jesus taught us how to pray. What is the earth supposed to represent? In Matthew chapter 6, in the prayer, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. So what is the earth supposed to represent? Is it supposed to line up? Maybe that's a better word. Is it supposed to line up with the kingdom? So the earth is supposed to line up with the kingdom. The will of God is the kingdom come. So if you're praying for the will of God, well, let's say you pray for the will of God in this church. What do you want to happen? The kingdom to come. Who rules the kingdom? So it's God's kingdom. Who did he set in order to rule the kingdom? Jesus, which is the Son of God. But something happened because of Jesus. He made us sons with him. Is that true? So what's that make you to him, Connie? A brother. He's the firstborn son of many brothers. So does that make you? A brother to Jesus in the spirit? Absolutely. Well, John, you ever thought like that? No. You know why? Because we, we were, Jesus is many things, but we're putting him in a place that's untouchable. He's untouchable. But yet, he wanted to, to be with us so much that he brought, his whole kingdom to us in his manifestation. And he said, here I am. Let me live among you and dwell among you and show you the kingdom. That's how much he loves us. So he's not trying to ascend back to heaven and be done with us. He's ascending back to heaven so we can come with him. And beware. With him in heaven, in his kingdom. Now, what does not enter the kingdom of God? Sin, flesh and blood. 
So what's that tell you? You've got to think spiritual. If you're going to be in the kingdom as the sons of God, you've got to think spiritual. Now, if you read a scripture in Galatians chapter 3, he says that it's through Jesus Christ that we're made sons. You guys want to see that? Those that are looking? I think it's around verse, it's Galatians 3, 26. Uh, somewhere, I, I, yeah, I think it's 26. Let's turn over there. Actually, let's read 25. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under, I'm reading in the ESV, so we're, no, we're not under a guardian or a schoolmaster, as the King James would say. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. Did you notice that? Are you sons of God? How? So it's nothing you've done in flesh, flesh and blood. So if you're born of Christ, are you sons of God? Yeah. Where's that work? Inward or outward? So you ladies over there, can you partake of the Son of God? Okay. That's, that's an inward work. That's a spiritual work. That's, that's how you could be the sons of God because of the Spirit. So, if we, if we know this, right? I'm going somewhere with this, okay? If we all say, I get to be a son of God because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and if I believe in him, confess with my mouth, believe in my heart that Jesus has risen from the dead, will I be saved? Will I be part of that kingdom? Yeah. So, John, are you a believer that he rose from the dead? Are you a believer that, that you are saved by him? Your sins are forgiven? Okay, so you're believing in Jesus Christ, and now the word, his word is in you and you're experiencing it by the Spirit. Well, what's it make you? A son. What do you think the devil's after? Yes, he is. There you go. He's after the sonship. Very good. He's after the sonship. What was the thing? You go all the way back to the, the New Testament. I'm sorry, the Old Testament. Abel was righteous. Cain was wicked. Was Satan through Cain? Did he go after the son that was righteous? Yes. Did Esau always try to go after who? Jacob? Did Ishmael always persecute Isaac? So is the son in jeopardy at times? Who wants the son? Satan does. Why, though? He hates him? That's true. Well, let's read. You want to read something? Let's read Revelation 12. Now, I want to point out something to you that you may know or may not know. How many remember in Revelation 12? 
It starts by saying there's a, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed, a great wonder appeared in heaven, a, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant or ready to give birth and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. Now, then another sign appeared and the dragon was there. Let me just paraphrase this and get down to my point. Seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns on his head, his tail swept a third of the stars. And now notice this, the dragon stood up before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might do what to it? Devour the son. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Now let's stop there for a second. Can you see here that the heavenly woman gives birth to a male child, the son? And what is he supposed to do? Yeah. Rule all nations? Yeah. He's going to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Not only that, he's going to rule the kingdom of God. He's going to reign forever and ever. So who's in charge? Jesus, the son of God. But did you know in the seven churches, the overcomer, if you overcome with him, that you will rule the nations with a rod of iron? Does it make you the sons? So the devil, let me paint a picture for you. The devil rises up the dragon to kill the son. And what do you think breaks out in heaven? A war. Michael stands up and wars against the dragon and defeats the dragon and what's he do cast him out of heaven and to the earth no more place was found in heaven now i'm getting somewhere we're talking about the kingdom of god here no more place no more devil no one can ever bring the devil back to heaven nobody can never bring the devil back to heaven after this happens. When that war takes place and the devil's cast out, there's no more war. There's heaven. Matter of fact, this is what I want to read to you. I want to tell you tonight when your kingdom of God is free from the devil. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever thought when you read? How many times have you read Revelation 12? We've heard it preached a, a hundred times, Dave. Look at this. When the war rose up and they cast the devil out, they threw out his angels with him. And in verse 10, and I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. To where? To heaven. So notice, see, I heard a loud voice in heaven. Where was the devil thrown out of? Heaven. So where did salvation come to? 
Yeah, heaven and the kingdom, the power and, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down or cast out of heaven who accused them day and night before our God. Now, have you ever paid attention to these words here? Get a picture of this. Did you know before the devil gets cast out of your heaven that the devil is there accusing you day and night before God? You ever thought about that? That's why we have so many problems. The, the devil's in our heaven. And he's accusing you before God. Now, God's not believing it. And in the meantime, you are trying to bring forth the son of God that you are. You're trying to manifest the son and bring him forth. And the devil's accusing you, accusing you, accusing you, accusing you before God in heaven, not in earth. Yeah, we, you know, we don't think about it being in heaven. We think the devil's just in the earth. But see, what if the devil hadn't been cast out of heaven yet in you? Does he still have access? He does. Now think about that. You want heaven to be clean, don't you? Free from the devil? Yeah, because if, if there's no more devil, salvation is there. Power is there. The authority of the Christ is there. The kingdom has come. But the devil can't be there for this to happen. The accuser of the brothers. Didn't, I, didn't we just talk about you being a brother to Jesus? What's that make you? The sons of God? Who is the devil after? If he destroys your sonship with God, then he knows that he can remove you from heaven permanently. But God's not going to let him do that. The Lord caught, catches up the son to the throne. And then Michael stands up and says, wait just one minute. This is wartime. The devil and his angels are being thrown out of heaven. You're never getting the son. Did they ever get Jesus? Did they ever, anywhere in the Bible, does it say that the sons of God will be overcome and permanently removed from heaven and never be able to come back? That's because God is their protector. Now what I'm getting at here is I want to know, do you count yourself as sons of God through Jesus Christ? Didn't we just read that through Jesus Christ, through the faith that's in Jesus Christ, we're counted as sons now? By faith. So by faith, if I'm a son of God, then my belief in God does matter. And so let's say, let's say that sonship has not come forth in me yet. Say that, John. Say, say like the sonship has not been fully manifested yet in you. You don't fully grasp it yet. The devil's there, isn't he? Man, he's condemning. He's accusing. He's always telling you in your mind, 
you're not going to make it. You don't understand. You know, this person's better. That person's better. He's convincing you of sin. He's convincing you that you're not a son of God. All the prophecies are not true. He tells you that you're not preaching good enough. You're not talking good enough. You're not studying good enough. By the time the devil gets done with you, you might as well literally jump off a cliff. Because that's what the devil is convincing you to do. Did he try to do that with Jesus at the pentacle, the tabernacle, say, throw yourself down? Look, the devil wants to destroy you. Does he want to destroy and devour your sonship? You are sons of God. And I'm telling you, the kingdom does not go on without you. The kingdom needs you. It is crying for the sons of God. Matter of fact, Paul said that in Romans 8, didn't he? That the, the, the whole world is groaning for, for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm telling you, yeah, the, I mean, I get that there's been a fall. And I get that you have been in the earth and your perception has been in the earth. But I'm here to say, let's think about what's going on in heaven for a few minutes. Because haven't you warred enough in the earth? Over the earthly things? Flesh and blood's not going to enter anyway. So why are you hanging on to flesh and blood? John, why do you like flesh and blood so much? Come on, man, I'm putting you on the spot. You know, it's like, Ellen, how come you like flesh and blood so much? It's familiar. Yeah. And it is familiar, but I want to open the eyes to heaven. What's happening in heaven? My point is this. There's warfare going on in heaven to protect your sonship. Devil can't have it. Cannot have it. The devil can't have the sonship in this church. The vision will go on. He tried. Didn't win. Failed. Glory to God. Failed. Now, what's going to happen is this place is got, is, it can, with your will, can come forth much greater. If you believe your sons and that it's worth fighting for. So, the Michael's in heaven fighting. All and you say, "Well, where's all this happening?" Well, it's in you. Okay. Well, I don't see that yet. Okay, fair enough. But I just read somebody who saw it, John. I've seen it. Dave's seen it. Gary's seen it. Brian's seen it. Rick saw it. Come on, the the witnesses are here. And so among us right now, there is an open heaven where we have seen that war. And the dragon didn't win any of them. <laughs> so, so we've got an opportunity here to protect our sonship that the Lord has given us. And remember... <laughs> We just read, after salvation has come to heaven, because you don't ever think of salvation needing to come to heaven. 
You know why? I'm going to throw a little excerpt in there. Teachings have taught us that the devil was cast out and has never had access to heaven. But the devil has had, had access to heaven through all the generations until this happened. So he has access. Remember Job. Where did you come from? I'm Roman throughout the whole earth. He's, he's appearing in heaven to accuse the brothers, the sons. And then he drops back down into the earth. We say, oh, well, wait, he was in heaven but cast to the earth uh, like it was the first time. No. Who was in the garden? He was already in the earth. He's been accessing heaven and earth the whole time accusing you. And we thought, oh, he's only in the earth. No, he's in heaven. And until this war happens and this son of God comes forth in a birth, he's going to be there. But the minute you begin to bring forth the son of God in you, hang on, there's a war in heaven. And when that war happens, devil's getting cast to the earth. And your salvation is set. You know why? Because the heaven will be cleansed. And once the heaven's cleansed, then thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But do you want the will of God in earth like it is in heaven when the devil's still accusing? No, you want heaven cleansed so that heaven will be clean. Salvation has come. Now you want to look at heaven and go, devil's out. Now bring that same kingdom to the earth and clean up my earth and then lord restore heaven and earth back together as one wow now i said a lot already i said a mouthful so are you with me is it am i making it complicated or am i it's not complicated is it it's it is simple and the simplicity is this okay i've been relating one of the greatest revelations in the Bible, the, the Revelation 12, I've been relating it to you as individuals who are praying for the Son of God to come forth in you. You're praying for it right now. But I'll reiterate, has the devil been there talking? You think he's talking to you. Yeah, he's talking to God. He's accusing you before God. And you think he's talking to you. You're just listening to the conversation that's happening in heaven. And you don't even know that's what's going on. I mean, this is mind-blowing stuff. But see, if it's all in you, isn't he? Did it say he was accusing you? Or is he bringing accusation of you before the sons before God? Before God. Is that what it says, Ellen? Day and night. Before God. Now, I get it. You could say, well, um, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. Well, of course he's accusing you, but it's, it's to God. He is saying to God, 
an accusation against you. Don't even seem right, huh, Ellen? You look like your head, your... <laughs> it seems like a waste of his time. But who, who's he convinced all this time? Has he convinced God? Oh, but he sure has convinced you. All of us here at one point has been convinced that we're not the brothers of Jesus. But by faith, we are. Yes, we are. And therefore, if we can believe God tonight, our kingdom will be restored because heaven's cleansed. Now, you want a fast trip to um, having your heavens cleansed? Do you want to know how that works? Believe in Jesus. I said, whoa, I've been doing that. Well, you've been doing it until you got to this point. Now it's time to go to the next point. If we're saying it, is it time? It's time. Wouldn't it be awesome to see the sonships of, of God come forth in this place? You've been praying for it. So when you say, Connie, that in my mind I'm just not capable or good enough or thinking that way, all that accusation, it doesn't fit in the kingdom, does it? So, well, let's throw the devil out. Let's throw the devil out of your heaven. Ellen, let's throw the devil out of your heaven. Ted, out of heaven. Gone. John, out of heaven. And then, then you can focus on the earth, right? Yeah, you have the mind of heaven now. And so while everybody's been focusing on cleaning up the earth, you forgot that heaven needed work first. <laughs> you didn't know. Okay, now you do. Heaven needs cleansing. Well, let me give you an example, Ellen. Let's go back to the story of Adam and Eve, okay? And if you've listened to my teachings at home, you've heard me say this at times, but Let's say, uh, and this table is my earth, okay? Let's say that uh, heaven, I'm sorry, God created the earth. Okay, here's the earth. Here's the earth. And he forms man out of the earth. I'm short on stuff, but here's my glasses. See that? This is Adam. He forms Adam out of the earth. Here's Adam. But then he says, let me plant a garden. Then he said, now, now think about that. He planted a garden in the earth. The garden wasn't there first. The garden was the heaven that connected earth and heaven. Puts Adam in there. Now he's going to talk with God. Where was the serpent? In the garden. In that heavenly place in the place of fellowship, in the place of covenant, in the place of communion. The serpent was there. So where did sin happen? In the garden, in the heavenly place. So what got defiled? The earth? No, the heaven got defiled. Therefore, when, when he put Adam out, along with the serpent and Eve, 
did he curse the earth to teach Adam so it wasn't the earth that got defiled first it was the place of the garden so what needs to be cleaned up for Adam to come back no sin can come back in that needs to be restored that's you know Revelation 12 really covers that pretty good so now that you know heaven needs to be clean, really all I'm saying is this, and I, I'm doing my best to keep this as simple as I can, Dave, is when you think about heaven, you know, I mean, that's the place we fellowship with God. How many times, have Dave, have you preached about the heavenly places, seated with Christ in the heavenly places? So, what if it's not clean? Well, of course, the comments would be you're going to sit with Christ in heavenly places after the devil's been thrown out. But many people try to bring their prayers to heaven and they bring the devil with them. That's the problem. Is your prayers are full of the devil. <laughs> Bear with me now. But if you're bringing all kinds of weakness to God, let me tell you how that works. Check this out, okay? The devil tells you, you don't understand. And you go, I don't understand. Well, then you form a prayer. God, help me understand. Help me understand. Who gave you that prayer? So who'd you bring with you? Do you think God's going to answer the devil's prayer? No. Are you following me now? Don't listen to the devil's accusations against you. If you want to narrow all this down in a nutshell, you're the sons of God. Give birth to the sons of God and rise up and don't give place to the accusations of the devil and we'll get this devil out of heaven forever. And at some point, you guys are going to get so happy, you're going to start clapping about it. <laughs> but it's Wednesday night, and you work tomorrow, so you got to shake it off. Ellen, you want to stand up and do jumping jacks? <laughs> That's just <laughs> an observation. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll end with this i'll end with this because i i've pretty much made my point because i've keeping it simple it's the idea of you're in a place where are you in birthing pains wanting to bring forth the sons of god in yourself yeah yeah you're listening to all those accusations of the devil before God and while you're caught up in the things of the earth you're distracted that all this has taken place in the heavens so I'll tell you the good part let's use our good father and friend Rick Rush he saw all this in the spirit and has prayed and risen up even as a Michael and cast the devil out of all of our heavens so the prophecy's already done now we're partaking of it 
as well for you. But if I was to go back to him, he's already done it for you, John. He's done it for you, Connie. Ellen, Ted, online. He's done it. He's worked the spirit. So it's finished. John, right here, worked the spirit. It's done. So what, what's the covenant you got to make with me and Dave here tonight? You know what it is? Stop listening to the accusations of the devil and start believing in, by faith, I'm the son of God. There you go. You, you, you let Michael rise up in you and let's, let's cast that devil out of your heaven so that your heaven's clean and the devil will never get back in. Isn't that awesome? Yes. He did. So John said, if Rick said to him, you're in my world, you're already preaching the gospel. The heavens are already clean. He, he did it for you. In his world, it's finished, John. You just come to it. Yes, as prophecy. Prophecy has already seen it finished. And so, yes, Ellen. Yes, I'm saying clearly, you have overcome the wicked one. And... You have cast the devil out of heaven because the Lord has worked with you and done this for you. Couldn't have said it better myself. There's the vision. Now, see, see how Dave basically summed up everything I said? He understood what was said. He heard it. He already knows it. Are you going to follow him in the vision of it? Absolutely. Don't let the devil in this place. This is the holy place. It isn't, I'm not talking about the building. We, we here, we, we in the presence of God, we're in the holy place. We can't let the devil in here anymore. We've got to cast him out. Bring forth the sons of God and walk by the Spirit. There's a lot more to this, isn't there? <laughs> but that's a good start, isn't it? No. It, matter of fact, it says... Uh, in after he was removed from heaven. Let's see what verse that is. I'll point it to you. Is verse 7 and 8. Now war rose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. Once again, I'm reading in the ESV version. And the dragon and his angels fought back, verse 8, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The devil and his angels. There was no place. He wasn't getting back. That devil who's accused you night and day is not getting back into heaven. Hallelujah. This happens in each one of us. In you. That's right. Yes. That's brilliant. Everybody online, did you need to say anything? God bless you. Love you, praying for you, I'll catch you next time.